0: everybody it is yours truly okay Fabe here welcome back everyone to another episode of the world of fandom podcast where you don't need to be happy you just need to be a fan uh, of course you guys know me i'm connor aka okay Fabe. joining me here is my brother from another mother my heterosexual life mate as it were i got with me andrew from andrew cut it inc andrew what's going on
1: what's happening man <laughs> i love that jay and sign bob reference
0: thank you thank i was you I, so I, I you know it's funny it popped in my head like I was I was doing stuff for the show like I think it was like the Twitter stuff and everything and I was like, man, I got to make that Jay and Silent Bob reference like it's got to happen like I I can't believe I I've waited what are we on like eight episodes now and we haven't made that reference yet I'm like oh I'm so mad at myself.
1: You know eventually we're gonna have to talk <clears throat> about Kevin Smith's work and that is gonna be at least a four hour podcast.
0: We might have to do two we might have to do two parts on that one so I mean we might yeah you know, it, it's definitely a, a thing for sure because uh, I did rewatch Tusk recently.
1: mm Hmm. That is a fucking crazy – you know that was based off a podcast he did? Yes. Like he just did it. Like, oh, yeah. Well, dude, well, well, for well, any, <laughs> anyone out there, I'm like the biggest Kevin Smith fan. I don't smoke weed. I don't I'm not fucking – any of his characters relate to me. <laughs> you want I weed would him. be fucking well, something dude, to Well, dude, I see. listen to Hollywood Babylon and Genesis on Bob Get Old and all those, you know. Uh, Fat Man on Batman, which is I think Fat Man Beyond now. I listen to all those stuff. But anyways, we'll talk Kevin Smith that another time. All right.
0: Oh yeah, we'll show you there. But actually, speaking of which, I want to thank everybody who actually voted recently on our Twitter polls. We had two of them this past week. One talking about what we talked about last week with a lot of Star Wars stuff. And also you guys helped us kind of pick the topic this week, which is very interesting. But before we get into this week's topic, let's talk about some things uh, just kind of random, haphazardly that we uh, like to do some catch-up stuff on. First and foremost, thanks to everybody who listened to the Star Wars episode last week. If you didn't listen to it, uh, definitely one of my favorites, I think, so far. I mean, we've we've had, we've covered a lot of different little, we've covered a lot of different fandoms, we've covered a lot of different genres, we've covered a lot of different content, and I think the Star Wars one was a very interesting one, because we, you know, we're fans, but we, we're kind of on different, like, I don't want to say different sides, but we're different like depths into it, and I think we covered it pretty well, and by the way, over on Twitter, which you guys should follow us on Twitter, at fandom uh, we did a poll and we got eighteen people voting, which I appreciate. They voted that the new trilogy sucked more than the prequels. Oh,
1: yeah. I think we <laughs> made that I think that was pretty much something we all agreed on.
0: Well um, I mean, I just like, like yeah, I mean yeah.
1: shit. <laughs> Water is wet. The Pope <laughs> is Catholic. Like we already know this stuff. Connor, before you go on to your rants, by the way. Yeah. Because right now I I've been lacking I got some hot takes.
0: Oh, crap. I was going to ask you for some hot takes. But well, yeah, go for it.
1: I got hot takes. Yep. All hot right. Hot takes, like Hot Pockets, that are coming out. Two of them are going to be comic book related. One is not.
0: Are they going to burn the roof of my mouth? Oh, yes.
1: Dude, <laughs> to, to, you know what was the best thing for destroying the top of your mouth? Two things, right? One, Captain Crunch. Captain <laughs> oh, my Crunch.
0: freaking Lord. Lord a- <laughs>
1: it was but, like doing razor blades. But even more so than that... You might remember this, early two thousands, mm-hmm. late nineties, three D Doritos. I was just
0: thinking, like as soon as you said early two thousands,
1: three D Oh my god. Three D Doritos were the best. They once you open that bag, they had a shelf life of about an hour and a half, and the second you <laughs> bite into it, it's like lacerations across the top of your roof. It's like it's like Oh my god, it's like razor blades. But they were so good oh, and I want god. them to come back. So funny so funny. Hot takes, ready. Yes, Number go one. For it. Yep. Number one. You know what is the best way to make something good? Just keep throwing money at it. Just uh, as much money as possible.
0: All right. right. Yep.
1: It has been confirmed that Sliced Alone is going to be in the new Suicide Squad Ooh. movie. It's been confirmed on his Twitter and. Instagram okay. By him, himself. We don't know the role. It's probably going to be a small cameo role, probably no more oh. than, like, five minutes. Right. But, hey, let's just keep throwing money at shit. We got John Cena. We got Doctor Who. Me. We got all these people, right? Let's just fucking get Sly Stallone in there, too. Why not? But, hey. So, I just... Dude, I love Slice Alone because you know why. Slice Alone to me is like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Hulk Hogan. He's just like not a real person. He's like a combo <laughs> character that came to life. And he, like I feel like he does like his like his stuff, his movies or his social media post, and then after he's done, he just shuts down. Like he just stares straight ahead because he's not a real person.
0: I mean why would so, I be a real person, Andrew, you know? I mean I'm just be... I mean imagine Dude, if you put no. him and Tony Danza together as a buddy cop Dude, movie.
1: That, that that was a fucking episode from Family Guy, right? When they're like <laughs> <laughs> okay. pretty bad. Pretty bad. But anyways, right? Not try to insult anyone, right? Yeah,
0: right try not try insult him, him,
1: but uh what? <laughs> second hot take should yes. i do this in the slice alone voice oh, second hot day, <laughs> we day, might need day.
0: fucking subtitles of the, th- the uh, as and closed caption. we can't afford that mm-hmm. budget man
1: i already have a bad voice as it is the last thing you need me to doing is a slice alone impression um number two another dc thing is that there is rumors and talks that mm-hmm. wonder woman 84 is actually going to go streaming i did hear about this i think might be a good idea not for nothing. Um, I think Wonder Woman 84 would have done good at the box office regardless. Um, but the problem is, is I don't think... and I think I think with Christopher Knowles' movie that just came out, it proves that no matter how good your movie is or how much star power or directing power you have, no one's going out during COVID. Mm-hmm. Whether they want to or they don't, no one's going to go mm-hmm. to the theater. So... Seven streaming I think is the best thing to do and I think you can make a pretty good coin
0: I think too because uh, you know HBO max is still Somewhat infancy, you know like I mean I know it's it's a bit, it's like a co- it's a combination from HBO go and but they're really pushing it like lately as far as like incorporating like a lot of the Turner Network stuff like uh, mm-hmm. You know do we just Snyder cut and all that stuff? I think that's a smart move to it, it. You know depending on how far back they push it because at that point you're like well You can make the return on investment if you get people into HBO go which I've oh, yeah. I still gotta get that,
1: dude. It's one of my primary streaming services. Like yeah, I know. I got. I, I I try not to get too many of them. I have. I'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> what I have for streaming services. Yeah. Uh, the but Twitter poll. Right? Does Andrew have too many streaming services? Ready? All right. I have the DC Universe app. Yep. Right. I have Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, CBS, uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, Crunchyroll uh, Ooh, okay. um, and WWE so, <laughs> like necess- so DC I got it because it's DC Netflix right. is essential I got Disney the only reason why I got that is for the kids and also because mm. of the Simpsons mm-hmm. Simpsons mm-hmm. Yep. HBO Max I originally got that for Game of Thrones but then DC came along so that works out Who I originally I forget what I originally got it for I think it was to watch Rick not, and Morty
0: not the greatest bitch. But-
1: no, CBS—the only reason for that is Star Trek.
0: Well, yeah, actually, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I—I I, you—you'll know this better than I do. I think the CBS one has all the Nickelodeon stuff.
1: My, i mean, I only go on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Amazon Prime. I—I I mean, I'm why yeah. not? Free yeah. shipping. So, right. and the boys, uh, Crunchyroll. It's pretty obvious in WWE. And let me just tell you. Uh, Connor, I told you this, right? Yeah. I am doing my mission on WWE right now. For everyone out there, if you don't know, The Rock is my favorite wrestler of all time. Intent. It's pretty pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. I have taken it upon myself to watch every single rock match and every single rock promo that he's ever had. Um, I came into wrestling late nineteen ninety-eight, early nineteen ninety nine. You know, Rock was already WWE champion at this point. So Although I've seen some of his earlier work, I haven't seen it all. Mm. So I'm going through it
0: all. Which is funny because what, what year did he debut? Uh, late 1996. That's so, Rocky my yeah. via. Right. If you really boil it down, he didn't have as long as a career as people think.
1: No, Rock's career, his stable wrestling career is 1996 to 2002. Then he was part-time 2003, 2004. He only did like two or three matches, Yep. maybe more. And then he's, I don't know what kind of contract he has. He's, he's not legend contract. Uh, he no. just kind of pops in one of those. He doesn't
0: he need wants. the legend contract money. I mean, for God's sakes.
1: But, you know, that's the thing. Like, everyone talks about, like, it's funny when we talk about wrestlers. And, like, if you look at Orton or Cena, and I'm not saying anything good or bad about either of them, right. but, like, they've been in the company. Like, it's been 15, 20 years, dude. And, like, they've done a lot, but, like, I would never compare their career being better than rock or austin if you look at rock and austin right rock was consistent up until 2002 so what's that four five six years he wrestled Mm -hmm. consistently and then even a one he
0: was off for a while
1: yeah and then austin not counting ecw wcw like he came in 1995 no he came in 96 also i think yes and he worked 96 to 2003 yep and even that was kinda of spotty. He was off for a year and two thousand and two was kind of a shit show. Mm-hmm. But they got more done in their six years of wrestling than fucking Randy Orton, who I love to death, don't get me wrong, that he's done in twenty years. So I, Orton's, I, getting, I,
0: Orton's getting up there though. I mean he's he's um twelve he's either twelve or thirteen time champion now.
1: Oh, that's very good, Connor. That means he lost it twelve to thirteen times.
0: Yeah, so did the rock.
1: Uh to be fair, let's be honest, do we have to do do we have to do this, right? Uh, do I have to go over every single no, rock loss? No, no,
0: no. Do I have we'll, to bring we'll, up
1: WrestleMania seventeen we'll, we'll, when we'll, he got tear-shotted we'll, twenty six times? Oh God, you went
0: on for that for like a month, I remember. Okay. But we'll we'll talk we'll, we'll we'll cover that. Put put a pin in it. We'll definitely cover that another time. Hmm. I do have a couple of interesting tidbits to talk about too. Um I guess mild takes.
1: I I, I didn't finish my hot takes. Oh, a I
0: thought you were finished. I'm sorry. Continue. No.
1: Well one last quick hot take, right? Yes. As you know, I play Dungeons & Dragons. All those people out there that play it. I play mainly 3.5, and I also play Pathfinder. You don't know what I'm talking about. But no, I do. I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those people, right? 5.0, or 5th edition, has been kind of hit and miss. Uh, um, it lacks the customization as previous Dungeons & Dragons, but it has pretty good structure to it um, and also good supplements for storytelling. There's a new... Uh, supplement coming out called Tasha's Cauldron for Everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, this is for all the RPG people. You should pick it up. I haven't got it yet, but there's some good things going out on it, good reviews. It's supposed to be fixing a lot of stuff for our 5th edition that was a problem. So if you want to get back into the system either with Pathfinder 2nd edition or with Tasha's Cauldron for Everything, I recommend taking a peek at it at the very least. So yeah, s- I'm done.
0: Speaking <laughs> I love how you have to announce how you're finished. Okay, there, I'm done.
1: The takes are cool.
0: Yep, yeah, they're now they're now cooled down. So my cool takes first and foremost, big, big piece of news. Obviously, that happened this week. We uh we had two new gaming systems come out.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Both of t- which I did not get.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we talked about this on the second episode, I think, about like the PS Five versus the Xbox uh, Series X. Now they're both out. I mean, it's um. It, it, it's funny because I figured that you know when we were when we were growing up I don't think that the, like the system like the, the buzz of like a new system really reached a fever pitch I think it started like around PS3 and Xbox 360 remember like I feel like PS2 and Xbox was like eh but I think PS3 was like when I remember like it really being like oh my god this is insane and then PS4 and Xbox One was like just as crazy I feel like this was worse
1: do you know why it's changed is online like for example you know you and I went to college in what 2005 2005 right we graduated Oof. in 05 online gaming wasn't really that big then I mean you could take your game uh, yeah. you take it to college and true. play Mario sports all the time or whatever but once Xbox Live went on the 360 and PS3 had a stable online, like, dude, it's all Call of Duty.
0: No, you're right. That's all it
1: was. So I think that's the thing that really kind of gets people going, right? Yep. So, uh, but the thing that I find fascinating is, like, I cared about when the PS3 and even the PS4 came out. I don't care about the PS5 or 360. It's not because I'm fanboying with Nintendo and I'm fine with my Switch. It's not because I'm an old man It's just because Mm. it's like, I feel like these systems are just better graphics, maybe better frame rate, Mm -hmm. but they're not bringing anything new to the table. (laughs) Actually, there's a funny meme that someone put out there. They showed all the controllers. They showed all the PS4 controls that says, um, if it's not broken, don't change it. And underneath it shows all the Xbox controls that says... Change can be good sometimes, and it shows all the Nintendo controllers hardcore parkour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so true because I mean, jeez, but um, no, I I mean, I I was I was curious to see if like the hype was gonna be that real because I mean, people were excited about the new systems, but I was like, oh, maybe I'm sure there'll be some. Nope, you can't find them anywhere. Yep. Um, which is fine. I'm not like hugely clamor for it like you said i'm happy with the switch now um but uh yeah just really interesting to see uh i'm curious to see the numbers i want to see who sold more systems i think playstation is going to win by a landslide but mm-hmm. i thought ex- I, I thought xboxes would be a little easier to find but no they're just as equal across the board so i'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how the numbers go for both those systems yeah. and if you have one and you're listening to the show congratulations you son of a bitch Um, And if you
1: want to donate to us, I mean, we'll we'll take it. Donate it to us. Hit us up on the Twitter. One, two, three, fake street, Springfield, Massachusetts. Just send that over and boom, you're good. Ah,
0: It's one, two, four, fake street. (laughs)
1: that was a Um, simsons reference anyway oh
0: yeah oh no i i know the i know exactly the reference you're referring to uh by the way also interesting tidbit of news the first of the new mcu exclusive disney plus series has finally has a release date wandavision will be out on january Mm -hmm. 15th i mean
1: it's marvel (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh, you know what? I'll, I wanted, I was I'll, waiting for the silence to hear your reaction because I'm like, he's either gonna say like, mm, "Interesting," or like, "Like, whatever." <laughs>
1: Dude, I like it with everything. I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll bite. But I mean, I'm not Scarlet Witch and Vision are not the characters I'm most interested in. I don't hate them. I don't have any disdain for them. I don't have any problem with them. Right. I just never got into them when I was a kid. So no, no. I just it, it,
0: the the thing that I'm more interested about is I want to see like. It's kinda of like with Mandalorian, right? You hear about this hype about like it being tied to obviously a major franchise, and I was curious to see like, okay, a standalone kinda of like spin-off series. Because let's face it, we grew up in the nineties and spin offs for the most part sucked. And yes. so I was like I was like, I wonder how Mando's gonna do, and then Mando fucking obviously knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um and i I got andrew caught up (laughs) i got andrew caught up in in season two and uh if you want to hear episode reviews like i said last week check out my youtube channel i'm doing every single episode of season two and i'm not gonna spoil this week's but man there was a lot to digest and i do mean a lot um and uh, but that's why I'm curious to see how this goes. It's like, OK, Mando can be successful. Can the MCU steer the course and do well with these TV series? I'm, I'm curious. Plus, it's supposed to tie into another movie in the future. But we'll see. But I don't know. I'm just glad that we're actually getting a release date for this damn thing.
1: Yeah, no. Hey. <laughs> yeah
0: whatever <laughs> uh, last bit of news or not literally news but something I wanted to bring to Andrew's attention so <clears throat> we put up obviously this week's topic is going to be talking about the exclusive world of Harry Potter, as you hey, guys <laughs> <Potter>! <laughs> and we have a couple of fun stories about that before we get to that you
1: but... wasn't Harry.
0: <laughs> you're a... oh my god I fucking do you remember the the memes of like you're a blizzard Harry and it shows him as like yeah. the DQ freaking saucer <laughs> God I love the internet sometimes but yeah, um, yes. but but so we put we put a couple of different options for people to pick up there, and Harry Potter won the majority, thank you to everybody who uh, voted. But the interesting thing was one of them did bring up uh, one of the uh, subjects we brought up was card games, uh, like you we'll know po- like, Here we go. Pokemon, uh, Magic the Gathering, or Yu Gi Oh. Hmm.
1: What what are you groaning about already? Uh, just 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 say a piece, and then I can talk shit about you afterwards. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I was gonna say that I've been playing Duel Links.
1: Ah, uh, yes. See, the the reason why I groan, right, is because Connor is talking about something completely different than I am, but Connor has a excellent ability to be a bad influence on me. Right? <laughs> Okay, uh, a real, real real quick story, right, Connor? Uh, okay, back, I, in the, back, mm-hmm. back in the back back in the Dizal, right, mm-hmm. when we were mm-hmm. in high school, I mm-hmm. didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh at right. first. I yeah. played Magic because Magic is a big boys game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just I'm just shitting on people, but I played Magic. The only reason why I got into Yu-Gi-Oh is because all of you played it, and <laughs> I felt left out. No one wanted to play my big boy game. No. Magic. So I played right. Yu-Gi-Oh. I even did a, a tournament for you guys and, and conceded in one of the matches to let I think Darius I forget who what or maybe Jimmy one of you guys to get ahead of me because I just didn't care. But like you <laughs> have a that, you have the ability to put a so listen guys ready ready <laughs> I'm gonna give you quick 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 right because we gotta talk about hey, hey Paul yeah uh, ready uh-huh. okay. So I was heavy to the magic, right? Mm-hmm. But I sold all my magic cards except for, like, a few of my favorite rares. My first rare, which was for of the Awakener, and my favorite deck. I still have my favorite deck, my white my white deck, right? And then I with Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Uh, you, Connor and I played the game. We had tons of cards, and I think I sold my cards to you. I sold my cards to someone. And then we got back into it a couple years ago, and I made one deck. I made a viable, competitive Blue Eyes White Dragon deck. And then that's it. I said, you know what? I'm good. I'll put those two decks aside, and I've just been collecting Pokemon cards on the side, right? But then you start talking about how you want to get back into it. And then me, this morning, barely awake, watching Yu-Gi-Oh! deck reviews, I'm looking at this Devastator set, I'm thinking about dropping 40 bucks on these cards, and I'm (laughs) saying to myself, why do I do this? Connor and I are going to play like once, and that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so you're a bad influence on me. Hey, We're at not least... in high school, All right? Anymore. Hold on, hold on. I see you every day.
0: Hold on. Okay, well, this is a great way for you to do it for free.
1: What, the app or whatever it is?
0: Yeah, Duel Links is a free app that you can download and basically has all the trivia notes of the card game. Uh, The only difference is that the rule of not every card's in there, but, I mean, I'm already, (laughs) I played it basically all day today, and uh, I'm already at, like, level 20. Uh, It has all the different versions of the cards. The only difference really is instead of 8,000 points, it's 4,000 like the show, but, and there's also only three monster and three spell and trap zones, not five. Other than really? that, other than that, it's pretty much the same deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's I'll free. Put it on my consideration list.
0: You'll download it tonight, uh, won't you?
1: No, I don't know, <laughs> See, guys. Listen, listen. I don't really like, I don't really like phone games. But when I play them, I play them to death, and it pisses off my wife. So I decided that I really need to steer away from phone games. Uh-huh. The last thing I need to do is piss off my wife. I'm on her good side right now. I right. don't need to be on her bad.
0: No, you just need to be on your phone. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the main, okay. main media thing. Let's talk about some Harry
1: Potter.
0: Should we start with the story? Get it uh, out of the way. Rip the Band-Aid off.
1: Should I tell it? Yeah. Should... Okay. I will tell the story, and <laughs> then I'm going to give my brief history. Not brief. Well, I guess brief history of uh-huh. Harry Potter and where I say it, and then we'll kind of go from there, and we can talk about the books or the movies or whatever. Okay.
0: Sure, I'm just shuffling so, my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Go ahead.
1: Dude, dude, you know what? Even before you called, you know what I did? I walked upstairs and I went through my deck and I was like, wow, these cards are really pretty. (laughs) Okay. I love this show. Good. Anyways, guys, listen. Yep. Harry Potter, right? Putting anything I'm going to say about whether I like or dislike Harry Potter aside, we'll talk about that in a second, right? But I need you guys to understand something. When you're a teenager, you're kind of an asshole. You, you, even if, even that. If listen, listen. Connor and I were good kids, right? If there was a woman walking the street who's nine hundred years old, we would have helped her along, right? We never lied, we never cheat, we never stole. Didn't right? matter we how didn't she do, got
0: there, that's irrelevant.
1: We we didn't do drugs, we didn't do alcohol, like we were we were relatively good. Kids. Oh, I don't know, maybe you did stuff on the side. You no, got that god stage no. going on. But No
0: oh <laughs> fucking Jesus, no.
1: But regardless, like, we were morally good kids. But as a teenager, you do asshole things. Maybe you say stuff to your friends that you don't mean to say, and then you look back on it, and you're like, oh, that was stupid. Or maybe you talk to this girl, or you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and you just don't know how to have a relationship because you fucking just hit puberty. Whatever the case may be, here's my asshole moment. This is one of two. The other one is Yu-Gi-Oh!, and we could talk about that some other time. So... If you guys all remember, the sixth book came out. I wasn't reading uh, or watching uh, Harry Potter at this point, but the sixth book has come out. And there were spoilers on the internet back when AOL was still prevalent of exactly what the big reveal, which was, I mean, it's been 20 years. Snake kills Dumbledore, right? <gasps> so anyways, right, I, yeah, down 16-year-old, or maybe 17-year-old, right, I, were you the one driving or was it me. Oh, I, I was, forget.
0: No, you okay. stuck your head out the window. Well, you were on the passenger. No, no, no.
1: Okay, so I was the passenger and Connor's the driver. We go to people lining up outside of Barnes and Nobles, like three locations, and I'm just outside screaming, Stay kills Dumbledore! Stay kills Dumbledore!" And just we just drive by. Some people quizzically looked at us, saying, "What the f?" Other people clearly was upset that I spoiled it. It's something that I definitely felt as though I need to go to confession for and talk to the priest and get the sin abstained from my body. Now I didn't n- do that, no, but I mean I felt like I needed to.
0: Now, mind you, that you know this this was right when the movie was coming out, not the book, right?
1: Um, no, this was when the book was coming out because I mean, oh, that's mov- right. The movies came like uh, four or five years after the books would come out. I think the first movie came out in 1999 and the first book came out in 96 or 97.
0: Wow. Really?
1: So, I, you're going to have to fact check that. I know. Yeah. Stone* The movie did come out in 99. As it's the books, it's probably I think they were mid, mid to late nineties were the books, but again, I could be wrong.
0: No. Um, so philosopher stone was 97 chamber at uh, the books. Uh, right. Let me just make sure I got this right. Yep, yep, okay. Uh, Philosopher's Stone was 97, Chamber of Secrets, 98, Prisoner of Azkaban, 99, Goblet of Fire, 2000, Order of the Phoenix, 2003. Interestingly, they went three years without it. Half-Blood Prince, 2005, and then Deathly Hallows was Uh. 2007.
1: Oh, that's even worse, 2005. That means I was 17, 18. (laughs) I should have been a mature teenager. I wasn't even a mature teenager. And the illusion is
0: destroyed.
1: Yeah, well, you know, there wasn't much of an illusion there to begin with. Hit. So, anyways, that is our asshole our. story about Harry. Our, my, <laughs> hey, you, you, you were in the car, so you were guilty by association.
0: I drive. Right, well, anyway, but listen, I mean, to be to be fair, to be fair, mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody getting any negative reaction when I was with you and you were you were yelling at like old people. Yeah, well, who like ha- I, like who's Harry?
1: What's um, a potter? Yeah. Oh he's smoking, smoking pot.
0: pot. Yeah, so Oh
1: the marijuana.
0: You know what's interesting is that I remember I remember Harry Potter like the slow burn of mm-hmm. the fandom. Like I remember mm-hmm. like when the first three books came out, it was very interesting to see where things were going. I think by the third book it was when I was starting to get wind of it. Um at least yeah, that's roughly when I remember like it's starting to really get popular.
1: Um, yeah because we really the have first any movie? taste 99 I think I'm going to
0: look I'm looking up the movies okay. Give me a second. Fact check
1: that. Yeah. Ready let's let's see my Joe Rogan. Jamie can you fact check that? Thank you. For uh, um, new one, yeah. Anyways, um yeah, no the funny thing is is I never gave any thought to Harry Potter until I met Mike and if you remember Mike was Mike <laughs> was the future mutual yes, a mutual friend of ours. Mike was obsessed I remember One story when we were in Miss Bascucci's class Shout out to Miss P we were in Miss Bascucci's English class and we had to do book Reports mm-hmm. and everyone did like a 10 Minute quick summary of their book reports yep. to the show they, they at least did spark notes Mike did a half hour Full detail chapter by chapter Of I think it was Harry Potter Three or four well, uh, I think it was Prison of Azkaban and I was Just like dude sit down but I mean Whatever um, uh,
0: First movie came out in 01 by the way
1: Oh, oh, one. then i was completely wrong holy shit is this is it thunderstorming where you are right yeah, now? yeah the
0: wind and just I, I was gonna say something before we kept going because there's a chance we might lose power uh so just on the off chance um but we'll we'll, we'll keep this going it'll be a fun little blooper otherwise but yeah, yeah it's it just mean, it just started over here
1: that's the magic of everything we can always change it later anyways
0: unless the power goes out
1: <laughs> well, we can always do it a day later. Who knows?
0: Yeah, if the house is standing. Anyway, let's let's. Uh, so, um, yeah, for me, it was a slow burn in terms of like I don't remember like I feel like I feel like Harry Potter's more popular now than it was even at its like height. Although its height was at the very end.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I think Harry Potter. So here's the thing: Harry Potter does. How can I say this? To me, Harry Potter, I was not a fan in the beginning. I'm a fan now, right? And the way I can describe my fandom is, like, the equivalent of a parent watching their kid play Little League soccer. Like, your kid could suck and do things wrong, but you're still cheering for it because you love that kid. Harry Potter is riddled with a ton of problems, from plot holes to, like, weird story bleeps, like, some characterizations that are silly, But it does a lot of things really well, like world-building. But one of the things it does really well that I think resonates with fans is it is basically a coming-of-age story. Harry grows and evolves with the reader. So he starts off a child. He becomes a teenager, an angsty teenager, but respectfully so. And eventually he matures into an adult. And having that ability to go back and live that nostalgia and having that coming-of-age, I think resonated with... People our age, right? People that are in their thirties, but originally were teenagers or kids when it first came out the books and the movies.
0: No, I think I think you're right. I think that's why it it got. Um, I think that's why it got so popular. I think that's a main reason why it got so popular was the timing was just right. Plus, uh, you know, again we, we we've talked a lot of we've talked a lot about different fandoms, and I feel like there was a bit of a lull in that time, like you didn't have. You know the the Star Wars prequels didn't really happen yet, so Star Wars was kind of in a, a little bit of a lull. I mean, Dragon Ball was kind of hitting its stride. A, it was right before Dragon Ball was really starting to hit its stride. So to me, there wasn't anything really.
1: Mm, there was Lord of the Rings.
0: I was I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I feel like wasn't Lord of the Rings like towards? Well, no, it's about the same time.
1: But like, maybe Pirates of the Caribbean, but that's not big enough. But, no, but
0: but my point is, is that it kind of helped fill the void as far as a major fandom that was really heavy in pop culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but to me, I just, I, I remember it more being a slow burn in terms of its popularity. Like I remember knowing about it, it by the third and fourth book, fifth and sixth, when it was starting to get some traction, the movie is that started at that point in time. I remember but I feel like it didn't really reach its crescendo. I remember people going ape shit over the, fo- the the final release when J.K. Rowling came out and said, this will be the last book in the Harry Potter series known as the Deathly Hallows. I remember targeting like pre-orders and all this kind of crazy shit. Do you remember that?
1: Mm, not really. I think maybe I, I knew of it. But again, my experience with Harry Potter is really kind of an odd one, which we can go into in a moment. But I, I wasn't really following the book's when they were coming out, the hmm, maybe I should just go over my experience with Harry Potter because the way I'm describing it is confusing as fuck. But um, I didn't like Harry Potter when it first came out. And, the, and this is a terrible reason. The only reason why I didn't like Harry Potter is because it was so popular. When you're a teenager, you have terrible perceptions on reality. And one of them is, I hate this thing that is so popular because it is not my popular. Like, I was not part of it when it first came out. I didn't hear about it until, like, three or four books was already out. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, the only exposure I had was me and Jimmy would go see the movies. And we saw up to, like, the fourth movie, I think, maybe the fifth. I think it was the fourth movie. Yeah, it was definitely fourth. And we would watch it together, and that was my only exposure. And I got enjoyment out of it. But, again, being a teenager, I wanted to hate it, so I didn't give it a fair chance. My real first experience with Harry Potter on a... Uh, not being biased and not being an asshole basis was uh, actually at work I was trying to get one of my co-workers into comic books so we made a bet and the bet was basically you read these comics I recommend to you and I'll read Harry Potter well I, I won the bet they barely got through the comics which was insulting but I actually read Harry Potter in college in the later half of college right I was in my mid 20s not mid 20s my early 20s And I fell in love with them. And what I did is I would read the book, and then I would watch a movie afterwards, read the book, watch a movie afterwards. And it goes back to what I said. I I noticed the flaws, right? Right. But I didn't care about the flaws. It was not even – like, again, so many flaws with so many different things. But the stuff that it did right, it did fantastically right. Harry Potter – I'm going to use a reference that I use for other stuff. Harry Potter is like a hammer, Right when it hits it on the nail it hits it fantastic but sometimes it misses and it hits a baby and what the, the fuck? But, <laughs> sorry that's my that's my that's, reference for like hey you gotta get, we got
0: to get you the fucking analogy book or it, something it,
1: but but here's the thing right it's it, what it does right it does so right mm-hmm. so right that you overlook it, it uh, overlook the bad yeah okay so i fell I, I fell in love with harry potter to the point that like when we went Right after White was born, my second son, which is two now. Mm-hmm. So he must have been like six months. We went to Disneyland. I uh, know Disney World. And my wife's obsessed with Disney World. But I didn't care about that because we were going to Universal Studios. And, dude, I felt like a kid in a candy store. I went there. I got to experience the whole, like, Wizarding world of Harry Potter. I got a wand based off of, like, my birthday. And it's sitting here right next to my weapons. There's a fucking Harry Potter wand. I fell in love with it. I still love Harry Potter. I, I even enjoy I'm not saying they're good but I even enjoy the Fantastic Beast movies um, but uh, I mean the books the books were just great
0: so it's interesting you say that I, I read all the books first
1: you did? yeah
0: I read all the books I did not know that, um, I that. but I didn't read them I read up to I believe Goblet of Fire when it was mm-hmm. out and I caught up afterwards so after Deathly Hallows was done I went back before the movies came out and, and caught up because I wanted to see, because I know like just from Goblet of Fire, there was a good chunk of stuff that was missing, which is understandable movies. You know, I think the movies did a pretty decent job, but I think the big thing for me about this franchise is the whimsical nature of it. And and this is going to be, this might make no sense whatsoever, but I relate a lot of my feelings and nostalgia to Harry Potter a lot to like Christmas
1: that's an excellent analogy.
0: And um, okay, you know so, what the hell I'm ta- you know what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I think I think it helps that also Christmas and other holidays are prevalent pretty much in it because you go through the school year. Right. But yeah, you you know when we go into a holiday season, there's no holiday that brings out that spirit or yep. whimsicalness or gives you that old fashioned feel. Or Basically immersion that Christmas does. I mean you have Christmas music Christmas movies You've got all these traditions and stuff that goes into it like Christmas is the most it's not my favorite holiday Right but I get immersed into it. My, one of my favorite things is Christmas Eve Just watching a Christmas movie with the hot chocolate with the kids and right but that but, so
0: Right and that kind of feeling is how I feel towards Harry Potter. I'm not strong on Harry Potter There's obviously other things that I other franchises and other fandoms that I'm more deeply involved with obviously but not to say that i don't appreciate it i mean like you said like i i remember when they were opening up the, i haven't been to the universal thing since they've done the harry potter stuff over um but i'll be damned if i wouldn't be like right in there with you like getting the cloak and the you know what i mean like i i would i would get like let's dive right in i i love oh. everything about that
1: and Dude, it looked you can, awesome you can it's it's literally one of the best parks i've ever been to uh, i I love the Simpsons Park 2, even though it was grossly worse than the the Harry Potter one. But dude, if you ever go to it, it's we should take a trip to Disney World sometime. Screw the, the the
0: Screw the kids. Screw <laughs> the kids.
1: Fuck the kids. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, divorces I mean, happen all we, the time.
0: Fifty-fifty <laughs> mean, chance, right? Um,
1: <laughs> but for it to the majority, listen,
0: of the listen. We'll bring a laptop and a microphone with us, and we could do a freaking a podcast at Disney World.
1: Oh my god! And then we can interview people and give them like really stupid questions. I want I'll to inter- roll them
0: off. Well, it'll just be Chewy in the suit, and he can't really speak English. so.
1: Uh, or we can. Oh, we can interview people as Tony Danza and Slice <laughs> <laughs> <Dumbledore! Dumbledore. laughs> the Loaf. The thing about Dumbledore: killed Dumbledore.
0: So, but that's that's kind of how would- I relate. I, I relate to it in terms of like. There is a majesty and a majestic feeling to Harry Potter, at least from – I didn't get it from the books, but the I, I sort of got it from the books, but definitely obviously seeing the visual of the movies. I thought the movies did a hell of a job, honestly.
1: Yeah, you know, um, and I was thinking of how we were going to talk about this tonight, and we still have a lot of time because I'm looking at the timer yeah. and seeing when we usually stop. Um, I'm eventually going to talk about the things I like, the things I don't like in the books and the movies and so on and so forth. Yeah. Here's the things about the movies is that I don't think there's many movie series that do such a good job of adapting the source material to the the film as Harry Potter does. Now, mind you, there's many changes that are made, right? My favorite book is book four. Movie four is just an absolute like it's only seventy five percent accurate. But when I think of This is the best way I can describe how successful they were. When I use my mind eye and I'm reading the Harry Potter books, right, I vision Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. I vision Emma Watson. The only one that didn't was Rupert, whatever his name is. I played Ron because Ron is described a lot different in the books. He's tall, he's gangly, you know, Rupert is kind of more of a short, stocky guy. But like I vision for the most part, the characters from the movies and the books. And again, my exposure is really to the books more so than the movies. So that's how good the adaptation was. Mind you, they made a lot of changes. And to be fair, you're changing X amount of page book into a movie, you have to cut some fat off. But, right. I mean, they do a fantastic job at it.
0: No, I, I think that, that they did, like I said, that's why I was like kind of like, you know, wanted to catch up with the books, because Uh, Before the movies came out, because I knew that Goblet of Fire had a lot of things they cut out from it, which is, you know, like you said, understandable, given like, uh, you know, how much time they have and blah, 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 blah. I mean, they killed. um, What's his name? Um, Robert Pattinson. But, you know, we won't we won't hold him against him for that. That's
1: fine. Listen, it's just a circle of life with him. He has to die as a wizard to become (laughs) a vampire to eventually become the Dark Knight.
0: Right. It's it's a natu- natural... Na- if someone can make that an evolutionary poster, I would buy that right now.
1: Dude, by the way, if anyone wants to shit on Robert Pattinson, you better not. The, you know what movie turned me around on him? There was a movie that's ironically a 9-11 movie that was...
0: Oh, I was going to say was it was The Lighthouse.
1: Movie. No, it was um, Remember f- Me.
0: Oh, okay. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a
1: fantastic movie, but on the low-low, it's about 9-11, and you don't realize that until the last five minutes. But it's, anyways... Spoilers. The- yeah,
0: no chance. <laughs> um, I
1: was when I watch that movie, and then you see the horrific thing happen. I'm like, oh my god, they went there. But it's like 2006. So this is too soon. But
0: anyways. Um, I if you ever seen if you ever see Lighthouse with him and uh, what's his name, um, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> that is a messed up movie. It's great, but mm. it's really messed up. Uh, that turned me around on him. Just it came out recently. But anyway, um, yeah. but. No, I think I think that the the movies did an excellent job because a lot of times we're going to probably say this again in the show at some point in time when we talk, depending on what we're talking about, whenever you convert anything from any franchise from book to movie form. There's gonna be some discrepancies. There's gonna be things left out. There's gonna be interpretations of things that you do. I mean, hell, if you want to even get it to it now, I mean, comic books are being adapted into freaking everything as far as medium. So obviously, there's gonna be some different, you know, different variations and different things in that. But I think that as a franchise, they did a hell of a job honoring and getting as close to the source material in terms of like word for word, note for note, as possible. Um, Agreed. Like it was like they nailed they nailed every major part they needed to, the 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 only thing I didn't like about Harry Potter was the ending.
1: Mm, you mean talking about the books and the movies? It, yeah, the whole the
0: whole. If you're if we're looking at the the whole story of the seven of the seven books and eight movies in this case, um, the end, the very the, the the way everything wrapped up, I was just a little ugh. A little echo with it.
1: So, I don't know. I don't hate the ending as much as some people do. I, don't, um, I shouldn't
0: say I hate it. I don't. It felt a little underwhelming to me.
1: What part? The flash forward or when he kills Voldy? Voldy. Okay, so let's talk about some stuff, right? Okay. Here we go. It's kind of what uh, we're doing now I, for 40 I got minutes. My can of, Dude, you, I got my can of worms, I'm opening them up, we're going to sauté them, and oh, we're going to have shit. some hot takes. Okay, so let's talk about the good, and let's talk about the bad about Harry Potter from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing that we're going to talk about boldy we'll talk about the bad first. Okay. Right? And then we'll end off on the good, so that people have to feel good there, right? Because I'm not shitting on Harry Potter, but like I said... Despite its flaws, it's still fantastic, but there is flaws, mm-hmm. and Voldemort is one of them. Mm-hmm. Here's my ultimate problem with Voldemort. He has two problems. Number one is the character was more scary dead as, like, this guy that you can't talk about than he was alive. The, the This guy was nothing when he showed up. He constantly lost all the time. He was a terrible villain. But this is my bigger problem, right? And I know this is kind of pulling at nails here, but you have a villain who's supposed to be this supreme sorcerer who uses one spell, the Avada Kedavra, which is the equivalent of shooting someone with a gun. Probably less effective. Like, when I think of the greatest sorcerer in the world, I think let's freeze time, go to an alternate dimension where time passes differently, shoot out 16 fireballs every day, and then have those fireballs come out at the same time and do massive amount of damage. Or let me min- like like that's what I think about as a, a, a wizards and sorcerers are basically tricksters. The best way <laughs> to describe it is kind of like with Rick when he was in therapy uh-huh. with Rick and Morty. And he says, "Why do you why do you not want to go to therapy?" Because I'm a scientist. I create, destroy, and change whatever I don't like. That's basically what a sorcerer is. It's not someone with a fucking wand, basically using it like a nine millimeter pistol. Mm-hmm. That's one of my biggest problems. I actually liked the fight between him and and, and in the third book, and then the third movie, uh, not third, f- uh, fifth movie in the fifth book, because they were actually doing stuff. They were like shooting glass at each other, creating water, flame uh, sinks. But Voldemort was a problem, and I think they did a more interesting way of killing him in the book than they did in the movies, but I did not have a problem with how he died, because for me, his death was kind of symbolic of the prophecy. The prophecy was supposed to gear towards both Neville and Harry, and if it wasn't for Neville fulfilling his end of the prophecy, Harry wouldn't have fulfilled his end of the prophecy, and then he just killed Voldemort. I think, think, and again, I'm going to give you a moment to talk, I think the problem with how Voldemort died is more based off the terrible magic system that Harry Potter has. Harry Potter has a magic system which there is no level or decree to how good a spell is or how bad a spell is. You're told that these three curse spells, the unforgivable curses, are some of the most powerful. But Harry defeats Voldemort with basically a first-year spell, the uh, the Kasamic spell, which is uh, Expelliarmus, right? He defeated him with a first-level spell. Mm-hmm. Like you think it would be something more big or pompous or, or huge, but yeah. it wasn't.
0: No, I, I think that's kind of... I think that's kind of where my my only real critique of the series is. I think the build to everything is great. And I think you're right. I think that there was a lot more intrigue and interest building up to Voldemort when he wasn't there than when he was. Um, because really, at the end of the day, what did he do when he came back? You know what I mean? I mean,
1: we're told he takes over the Ministry, but like... For how, not even a year. Yeah, like, here's another problem with Voldemort. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm taking up most of the conversation. You continue. No, no, I'll, it's okay.
0: I'll no, no, get no, get out of your system now. Because I want. I rather well, the f- idea is fresh in your mind.
1: Well, here's another problem with Harry Potter, and this is like a problem that you really have to think about. But Voldemort, and you can say Grindelwald and everyone else's ultimate plan. What, what's the ultimate goal, right? It's magic supremacy, right? right? Pure-blooded people. Like, the, the wizards should be in charge of the muggles. Right. But if you think about it, in reality, if there was ever a wizard or muggle war, the muggles would destroy the wizards. It, it would just it would be a joke. Number one, you're telling me that the wizard's most powerful thing is a 9mm pistol shot, which is the Avada Kedavra. Number two is muggles have had to develop throughout the years, throughout the centuries, and evolve and grow and create these complex machines, and wizards are still using the same shit that they used when Merlin was around, right? And the amount of muggles there are versus the amount of wizards, it would just be devastation, right? Could you imagine, like, Harry Potter going up against a F-14 Tomcat fully loaded with cluster missiles? No, it'd be a joke. So I think the ultimate problem for him is also his motivation. If his motivation was to rule the wizarding world and to kind of make that bend to his will, Mm. then I would be more on board with it. But him, want to make wizards supreme against anything that's not pure blood and defeat the muggles and all that stuff. And again, that's not delved into as much, but that's ultimately his goal. He wants to take out the muggles and magic makes them right. And it's a foolish goal because...
0: (laughs) No, you're not wrong. I mean, it's kind of it is that that's really the biggest problem is that it's it's Voldemort. It it sucks because we have so much great hype, and you have all these people like terrified of him, right? (laughs) But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, (laughs) he's not like. What does he? That's my point. Like, what does he really do at the end? It'd be one thing if like, and like I said, it's just, I don't know. There's something about like. There's just something about the way it, that it ends. Like, I think the the idea of the Horcruxes is smart, because... It, it, or... Let me, let me back up here. I'm getting all over the place. The Horcruxes, I like the idea of it, of him splitting his soul into different objects. hmm But I think the execution of it was poor. And I think that it would have been... I would have I would have rather had a scenario, and I hate like I, I keep doing this, but I hate like oh, if I was in charge writing it, but I would have preferred a version where it was Harry and Hermione and and Ron uh, come up with a plan to kill Voldemort. Like we have done our research, we found this you know mystical item of whatever the the, the breath of Dumbledore's asshole or something. I don't know um, <laughs> to to kill Voldemort and then when they try to go do it they realize oh shit there's f- six or whatever other pieces of him mm-hmm. and then that leads into like well this is a bigger battle than we expected blah 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 you know what i mean like i just there, there's a lot of there's a lot of great th- i think you hit i think you actually said it right when it's done right it's awesome but when it's done wrong you might want to get your baby a helmet correct I mean um, it's it's that that's really that's really the biggest frustration for me is that I think the, the anticipation, the build on everything, like I can feel the gravity of the situation getting as we get closer towards the end. Like round book five, six, like half blood prince ish and order of Phoenix. <laughs> I can feel the weight of like, okay. He's getting older it's it's like we're gonna get more serious like things I think felt like more lighthearted at the beginning Even if you had like Voldemort lurking in the shadows, but five and six really like kind of Gave this like looming pendant like like oh, okay like shit shit's gonna go down soon and then seven was just like Shit hit the fan, but I felt like just like the battle between Harry and Voldy just was very underwhelming given the hype of seven years. That's, that's kind of, I guess the biggest thing is like, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that also ties into another problem with Harry Potter as a book. And I don't know if you, I don't know if someone can consider this a problem, but I think in this context, it is, is that Harry in himself as a protagonist, and I'm talking about just his ability as a wizard is pretty bad. Harry doesn't actually succeed at any, well, well, I'm sure he succeeds at stuff, but the major things, he doesn't succeed on his own. He has to use his friends. He uses them heavily as a crutch to get out of situations. If you look at the great wizards that fight in the wizarding world, there's so many people that are probably better than Harry, Hermione being one of them. Harry is a pretty featless individual, right? And we could go through book by book, but like even his feats where he wins alone... He doesn't really do it as a wizard. Take the second book, right, when he has to fight the Baskillus. Like, he didn't use any magic, but he stabbed that thing. He, he, he was smart and cunning, but he stabbed it, right. and he didn't use any magic. If you're going to have a wizard versus wizard situation, like, Harry needs to have something on him. The only thing that they really did to make Harry show that he was good at something is in the books they alluded to that he was good at charms and he was good against defense against the dark arts kind of magic. And he excelled in that versus... And I'll just use Hermione as a back and forth compared to her. But everything else she excelled at him in is just... You create this character who is relatively featless, going up against the big bad of the universe, and ultimately he wins with a shitty spell. That's, that's a problem. <laughs> your, your protagonist was not built up correctly
0: no you, you got a good point there too I mean like with, with it's kind of unfair to compare it to Star Wars but Star Wars you felt like different Jedi had different either power behind them or skill and experience through training mm-hmm. Harry felt like I mean let's be honest he's a high school dropout <laughs> at the end of the day he's a high school dropout but yeah. all joking aside like you don't how do I phrase this you you look at like other characters and other medium and you can see how the skills have improved i'm not saying that harry doesn't learn certain things along the way but literally there was no reason why while well, like what freaking um harry and voldemort were what if somebody just ran up behind voldemort and shot him in the head i mean yeah you know what I mean? like it it's it just it's a little underwhelming. and it's and I hate bashing on it so much like I've done in just the last twenty minutes, but that's really the only like big critical thing about it. Everything else I loved. I loved the um again the the majesty and the 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 like the the wonder of 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 the world. but I feel like they could have done a lot more flushing out as far as like, Like the muggle and wizard relationship i would have loved to see more of that now and and to be fair i have not read nor watched any of the fantastical uh fantastic beats uh movies or books you have right
1: well i don't think the fantastic beast has books okay i wasn't
0: sure if they had books or not i'm
1: wrong on that i think they have like no they don't i'm trying to remember the only book that really has come out is a screenplay for the cursed child which it's terrible, so don't ever touch it. Cool. It involves time travel, which is never good. Oh, um, that's get messy. So. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? Um, I think let's talk about some good stuff, right? And we'll we'll talk okay. a little bit about the bad too. But I think I don't want to bash on Harry Potter yeah. because while I do have grievances with it, uh, some like like we said with Voldemort, uh, how Harry's a pretty weak protagonist skill wise, or like the Time Turners is a, a stupid. Plot hole, or just the plot holes in general that come up during the movie. Um, but it does a lot of things really good, right? Like I said before, it's a great coming-of-age story. It does a very good job at making you feel like you're being introduced into this world in the first three books. It's so whimsical and lovely. In the fourth book, you get both the whimsicalness, but you also get the tonal change to get a little bit more angst, and it's darker, kind of like a teenage years, and then eventually becomes more mature like adulthood. It does a very good job at doing that. I think it does fantastic world building. It's it's such an immersive world. It is a beautifully, to, meticulously, to the point that you get Harry's schedule and how, like, the small, minute stuff that really kind of build the world. Mind you, it's a really good world building within Hogwarts, not really outside of Hogwarts, but the world building is fantastic. All the characters are likable for the, the good characters, even down to, like, the 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 one-off characters that aren't as important for students, but like it's hard to hate Harry, it's hard to hate, you know, Luna or Hermione Ginny, Ginny's one of my favorite characters because she reminds me of Christine a lot, my wife, but um, it's, it's hard to hate these characters, and it's hard to hate the story, the storytelling is so good even the stuff that is problematic like Snape, Snape as a character in his story, I could go into that for days, like even if you want to pick that apart, you look at it, it's still really enjoyable stuff. And I think if you put aside whatever feelings you may have for J.K. Rowling, because... uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want to put that aside, even, like, when she adds stuff to the world afterwards, I know some people get, like, a little pissed about it. Like, oh, well, this is really how it was. Like, the biggest thing is, you you know, Dumbledore was gay the whole time? Like... I didn't mind that. I thought it was good. And you know why? Is it ready? Here we go. Is Dumbledore was a gay character, but that was not his character. A lot of times in media, you know, characters are turned a certain gender, a certain race, a certain sexual orientation, for the simple sake of that being their main character trait. The great thing about Dumbledore is he's a fleshed-out character. He's kind-hearted. He's, he's knowledgeable. He's mischievous. Like, he has all these character traits to him, and he just happens to be gay. And we would have never brought that to his attention, his sexuality, unless she told us afterwards. But it was actually very well handled. And I I enjoyed that about it, and it's being handled well in Fantastic Beasts. So, like, even her adding tidbits afterwards is actually kind of nice. Again, I'm on the positive side of that. I know some fans don't like that, but I I do. So Harry Potter just has such an immense world with fantastic characters. It has some faults. But it's, it's, it's beautiful, and it's it's fun to go back to. I don't think I'll read the books anytime soon because I just don't have time. But if the movies are on, I know I will read the books when Trent's old enough. It's one of the things I'll get him exposed to.
0: The one thing I'll say, well, two two things. The first thing to touch upon what you said earlier was the, 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 the expanding on worlds after the fact. I don't think that's necessarily a, a specifically a J.K. Rowling or a Harry Potter thing. It's tough. I, I think that that's that's kind of that's a hit or miss and i'm talking any Mm -hmm. fandom when you go back and do that because sometimes you can you expand on certain things and and other times it just looks like really lazy writing i'm not saying that jk Rowling's doing that or did do that but there are other there are other um uh mediums that have done that it's like okay now you're just you're just being fucking lazy like i don't want to see I don't want to see a goofy movie through the perspective of Pete. That's just fucking stupid. Like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, it's a horrible example, but you get my point. The other thing I will say on a positive note is as far as the beginning of the series, I do like every, every book had a twist that I personally did not see coming. Now that could be just be me naive or not being stupid, but I think that JK Rowling cleverly wrote things to go in a certain way that it was almost a mystery. And then at the end, the when twist, because to me, there was a twist in every single book. Even if you did or didn't see it coming. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'm just seeing it right now. So, like, the first one was yeah. obviously, like, the first. Ugh,
0: fucking, we're going to spoil everything. The first one was. It's been 20 um, years. <laughs> the first one was uh, that Voldemort was in the back of the head of that, of um, Quirrell. Professor Correct. Quirrell. Yep. So that was the first one. Um,. Also, Snape was a red herring a lot of the times, you know, like it was which I also appreciated which I liked at the beginning because a lot of the times you the, the kids would think, okay, we think we're going this way and the evidence would suggest that but then there'd be a twist of oh, this is why like for example. How like there was a scene where uh Harry was playing Quidditch and his broom started going crazy and they looked over and saw Snape muttering to himself and they thought Snape was doing it, but it was actually a quarrel and Snape was trying to stop it. Like stuff like that. I really appreciated that kind of like f- like that kind of thinking and, and like thought process put into it where you're trying to steer the audience into thinking a certain direction and you swerve it. Um, and have it go a different direction. The second one was mm-hmm. obviously Chamber of Secrets, that Tom Riddle was was young version of Voldemort. The third one, mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban, was that his uncle was actually not uh, a horrible person on the run, but was uh, trying to stop Voldemort. Obviously, the fourth one being Voldemort. Like, it was a trick to get Harry there, to, to re you know, blah, 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 et cetera, and so forth. So I liked that part of it, of every single book, was that every single book, with the exception of the last one, had a. General direction it was going, and then like a completely go- went in a direction you did not expect it to go. Um, as far as how it ended, that that I much I appreciated.
1: Yeah, I can appreciate that too. And you know, um, I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound kind of like a negative, but it's actually a positive. I got to give credit to Roland. She is, as a writer, right? I think she's punching very above her weight class. And she's able to pull it off. I I, I don't think she's a particularly clean writer, as in, you know, she has a lot of, I say it a lot, continuity mistakes, Mm. tonal issues and all that, or pacing. Especially with the last books, I think she crammed a lot in in a short amount of time. She did pace it out correctly. Putting all that aside, right? She wasn't a writer. She was a waitress. And she goes out of her way and she creates this world, and she did a fantastic job at it. She was punching way out of her weight class. So that's why when things were done correctly, it's they were it was, it's fantastic. And that's why you overlook the bad. So um, I agree with that, with what you said. And I just wanted to add that it sprinkles on top.
0: Sweet. Now, I, I have not seen any of the Fantastic Beasts movie. Uh, so that's all you if you want to make any comments on that.
1: Yeah, I don't hate them. Um, I don't love them. I'm very okay with them. I would say if I had to equate it to anything, it's like watching WWE in 2006. Uh, I don't know if that made sense to anyone that doesn't watch wrestling, but uh, Fantastic Beaks has a good premise to it. It has some decent actors in it. Um, and I think the long game looks good. Although now Johnny Depp is leaving, which we won't get into that because that's a big controversial thing. But him leaving, it's going to be interesting how they replace him and, yep. um, but the problem, my biggest problem with Fantastic Beasts, and this is unfair to do it to it, but I'm going to do it anyways, is that the the biggest appeal to me for Harry Potter, in okay, not the biggest appeal, but something I didn't realize that I needed from the books, is the fact that I need that growing and that being at Hogwarts and feeling like they're underdogs trying to figure things out. Like, it's more interesting when it's at When you're out of Hogwarts, it's not as interesting. Like, the whole boarding school angle is a cool kind of angle, and it works for it. I'm just not feeling it with these movies, because they don't have that, and that's unfair, because that's not what they're trying to do. But, I mean, if you're going to have orange juice, and you made it from oranges, you better make sure it tastes like orange juice. Uh, that's a better analogy than the hammer one. So I'm going to go with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> For, now from an outsider. Again, I have not seen these movies from an outside perspective. I'm assuming, and you can please correct me because I'm, I'm, I have a feeling I'm wrong. But what it looks like they're trying to do is they're trying to do a quote unquote prequel to Harry Potter, but not necessarily about Harry, but more a prequel world building of the world of Harry Potter.
1: Correct. The, oh, okay. The- the big crux of it is this. Eh, um, and crux, do, crux. Do, bad crux, joke. crux. Um, is that before Voldemort, before the big wizarding world, there were the two greatest wizards. There's Dumbledore and then there's Grindelwald. And Grindelwald was a fantastic wizard. And the big backstory that they threw in the Harry Potter books is that Dumbledore and Gris- uh, Gr- Grindelwald were lovers, eventually they had a conflict that involved uh, his family, Dumbledore's family, and they had a fight that lasted for, I think, a day. And eventually, that's when he got the Elder Wand, because he defeated him and he got to take the Elder Wand. And that's, that's, that's a little bit interesting tidbit to that character. They're taking that story and they're kind of flushing it out and they're showing how this dark wizard, who was before Voldemort... How he rose to power, and they're just using the backdrop of uh, the the Fantastic Beast characters to tell that story. Some stuff they do right on it, but some stuff they don't. Um, like they do something with Voldemort's snake that I didn't really care for. Um, I won't spoil it for you because maybe one day you'll watch the movies. Maybe. But they do, yeah. They do something with that that just I thought kind of diminished. Snake, if that makes any weird sense. Um, I, I know just... all
0: about diminishing snakes. Wait, what?
1: <laughs> but they, they do do some good stuff, right? They're solid C movies. That's what they are. They, it would benefit if they had source material to pull from. They don't. And that's that's the biggest problem.
0: All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I just saw a meme of somebody putting Kaiba's head on top of a PS5.
1: Kaiba's? Yeah. Why? Because
0: the top of a PS5 looks like his coat.
1: Oh, dude, that, <laughs> that, that, uh, that TikTok that I think I, you sent me, how big of a geek you are, and then they point to a clock, and instead of the numbers on the clock, it just says duel for every number, and I had to think for a second, oh, it's time to duel all the time.
0: <laughs> it also took me a second to realize that the back of the clock was the back of a card.
1: Yes, yes. But- See, we make it sound like we're bigger Yu-Gi-Oh fans than we are, but eh. I think- well, you know, it was a big part of
0: our yeah. childhood. Because I, for- cause I
1: forced you. <laughs> you didn't force me. You just peer pressured me very yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's
0: not peer pressure. It's just it's just your turn. Anyway, um, I think we've kind of hit everything that we wanted to, as far as like the general Harry Potter stuff. Was there anything else specific you wanted to go into?
1: no no uh just for the nerds out there i'll give you my rankings of books on what i like the fourth book is my favorite like, the, why is that the, um well it's nice and meaty i like the idea of the tri-wizard tournament even mm-hmm. though it kind of makes no sense but regardless you get some really cool characters that get brought in like crumb and floor um, I also think it was the best of both worlds because it was the transition story. It was the young, whimsical naiveness of being a child mixed with the tragedy that can come from being older and having to deal with the harsh realities of the world. So I, I enjoyed that. I thought the little missions that they did well made no sense on how they did the scoring. It was kind of like, um, whose line is it anyways where the points don't really matter. They were fun little like mission, so I think it just had the best of both worlds, and it was meaty and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I love that one, right? The, then probably the first book, the third book, the second book. Then after that, the sixth, the seventh, and the fifth. I really don't like the fifth book. That's the only one I would never reread.
0: Fair enough. So, so yeah. that was the that's the top one. What you say You're gonna list the books in order of. Favorite.
1: Is. Yeah, favorite is fourth, then the second place is first, then the third place is the third, then the Jesus, second book. I
0: can keep track of this. Too many numbers. It's too late for this shit.
1: And then the sixth book, the seventh book, and the fifth book. So that's it. Quick, easy, right? Favorite character? Probably. I don't know. There's no favorite character. I like them all. Probably <laughs> Dumbledore. Probably Dumbledore and Ginny. Ironically, they're not even main characters, but I like them a lot. Least favorite character? Probably Dolores Umbridge. There you oh, go. Oh
0: God, yeah. Although her actress fucking nailed being a bitch, I will give her that. Um, yeah, I think for me, hmm, I think you're right about 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 um, about that one about um, Goblet of Fire being the favorite. I think you're right. I think that you create valid reasons that I can't really disagree with, so I'm going to go with uh, with that as far as my favorite. Favorite character? I want to say Snape, and I know that sounds like a cop-out, but I think that he has the most interesting story from beginning to end. hmm After you figure, like, after you learn about it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like the, the 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 foil that he creates for for Harry Ron Hermione and then you realize at the end he's actually is very good you know he you question his loyalty at the beginning then you find out he is bad but then he's not really and then it's like why was he a dick and I don't know just there's just a lot there was a lot about like the character arc that I liked about it it's, it's the same reason I think a lot of people including us like Vegeta you know what I mean yeah. like that similar similar not the exact same but similar waves. Um. But yeah, we should definitely go to go to Universal. Screw the kids. Screw the family. We'll just – you and us go.
1: Dude, Simpsons Land is on point. It's not as big. It doesn't have as much interactiveness. Yeah. But, boy. Oh, it will when I'm there. Oh, my God. I <laughs> ate the the lard donut, and I had a crusty burger, and it, it in all its faithfulness, it tasted like what I think a crusty burger should have tasted like. Bitch. That's not a good thing.
0: Yeah. All right. I think
1: So, we, yeah, I think... – I, I, think we did what we could on this subject.
0: But if you guys want us to talk about more, feel free to let us know. Hit us up on all the social media. Uh, We are, of course, on Twitter at PodFandom. We'll be talking more about other things in the future, so make sure you guys check it out. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about the next subject, which I'm not even sure we're doing yet. We'll make it maybe a surprise. But uh, I also want to thank you guys for getting us on uh, all the major podcasting platforms. We're on Apple, we are on Spotify, and I just found out, Andrew, it just came through as we were doing the show that's why I was kind of a little semi-distracted. We're officially on iHeartRadio now.
1: Hey, that's fantastic. I heart that.
0: Uh, i'm I'm so tired (laughs) but uh we'll be back with another episode of world of fandom podcast let us know your favorite things about harry potter let us know on that social media on pod fandom twitter and make sure you follow us there download all the other episodes let us know what you guys think love to hear from you and uh we will see you guys next time for another interesting episode of world of fandom podcast take care and as always take it easy peace